Hey everyone, welcome to Hope For Our Times. And indeed, we look at all the things that are taking place right now in the world, and, and it can cause a whole lot of anxiety and fear among many. But when we keep our eyes on Jesus Christ, man, we know how it ends. God wins, and if you're on his, his side, that means you win also. Hey, listen, before we get going, I want to remind you, November 8th, Sunday, we are having a prop prophecy conference. It's going to be an all-day event uh, on that Sunday beginning at 8.30 in the morning going until 6 p.m. Uh, David Tal is going to be flying in from Israel. Pray for him. It looks like it's actually going to happen. He'll be able to leave and be with us. Plus the other speakers that we have, James Cadiz, Don Stewart, Andy Woods is going to be here virtually. Everybody else will be in-house. You get more information on my website, hopeforourtimes.com. It will be in Southern California. Also, before we get going, I want to remind you and ask you, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to this YouTube channel. It's very encouraging. And the more numbers we can get up, the more people will be able to watch this. And also, I want to ask you to do this. Uh, please share this with your friends as we have the great message of Jesus Christ and his coming to be shared with everyone in the context of what is going on in the world. So let's get going. I'm going to put this into a biblical context today and uh, see what the Bible has to say, but see the direction that things are going, and then I'm going to update with some current events. Consider this. The Bible says, Revelation chapter 13, beginning of verse 11, John writes, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. He says he sees another beast. That means the first beast was already introduced to us earlier in Revelation chapter 13. The first beast is Antichrist. This other beast is the false prophet. Many people right now are thinking, man, the description of the false prophet here sure seems a lot like the Pope. He has two horns like a lamb, appears very Christian, but he speaks like a dragon. He speaks like the devil. And goes on and says, he exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell on it to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven and the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do. And not only that, he tells those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast, make an image to Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. He was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. Wow. Get this. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads so that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. I want you to think about this. What we just read in a nutshell talks about 
a religious leader who's going to come into the world if he's not here already, but he's going to morph into the false prophet. He's going to appear to be very Christian, but he's going to speak like the devil himself. He's going to demand that everybody worships the Antichrist and everybody also bows to an image that is made of Antichrist. How, what that image is, we don't know yet. We can speculate, but that's not what this is about. And then if you do not bow to the Antichrist, if you don't receive his mark on your right hand or on your forehead, that identification, then you won't be able to buy or sell anything. And also, if you don't bow down and worship this Antichrist and bow to his image, then you will be killed. So how on earth is the world going to get to that place where all of these things will be formed to the place where no one can buy or sell unless they worship the image of the beast. Listen, this is what needs to take place. There needs to be a one world government. And uh, in order to get to the one world government, the world as we have known it up to 2019 has to be changed. And I believe we are going through change right now. Let me read this to you. Uh, I find this fascinating. It's in this book by Joe Bastardi, The Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War. And he talks a lot about climate. I picked it up because I wanted to hear what somebody who's in the business and, and understands these things has to say about climate change. But he writes this, and this applies to Revelation chapter 13 and the direction everything is going. He writes this in the first chapter. If you desire to fundamentally change the nation, a nation built on principles that pay homage to a mighty and merciful God, what must you do to vanquish it? You must destroy that nation's foundation. You would find out every little thing the nation ever did wrong and proclaim it as loudly as possible. You would do it not to unite, but to divide that nation. But you would also give yourself a pass, assuming you, in your infinite wisdom, would never have made the same mistakes or thought the same way. And then he goes, he continues uh, and talks a little bit about sin and pride. And then he says this, speaking of sin, a devious minded revolutionary would also seek to destroy the belief system of traditionalists. So I look at this and I thought, wow, I couldn't have said it better myself. You must destroy the foundation of that system. You must destroy the foundation of, the, uh, of that nation. You must destroy the traditionalist values. You must destroy everything that you can to remove the concept of God. Why? Because you're rebuilding towards your utopia, the Revelation chapter 13 model. And then he goes on and says this, if you desire to destroy this nation's foundation, speaking of America, uh, are lies, deception, and caterwauling not the kind of subterfuge you would use? Would you not disguise the agenda by claiming it's geared toward improving the nation? And would you not try to discredit all the good that came hitherto? There's a lot more that he says in that book, just in that one chapter. But I look at that and I think that's exactly what is happening right now. And that must take place in order to bring about the system of Revelation chapter 13. And then couple that 
with this article from Zero Hedge, writing seven predictions, how 2020 comes to an end. Here they are. I'm not going to go into all the details. You can find his article online. My seven predictions for how 2020 comes to an end. Prediction one, Trump will win the election in a landslide. Now, these are his predictions, regardless of what I think or what you think, but I do find them interesting. A prediction number two, on the evening of November 3, Joe Biden will not concede the election. Prediction number three, massive male voter fraud will create confusion and Marxists, for example, Democrats, he writes, will insist that every vote counts. Number four, because of massive mail fraud, ballots showing up late, election results will be delayed. Imagine that. So, so far, none of these predictions are too hard uh, to uh, figure out. Um, Prediction number six, expect Nancy Pelosi to be acting all patriotic and concerned about the Constitution during the chaos. Uh, But rest assured. It's a passive aggressive act. She is among the Marxist vanguard in both houses of Congress, orchestrating the whole mess. You will also see some Marxist friendly governors making a whole lot of noise. And then prediction number seven, while Marxists in Congress are messing with the electoral process, Marxists on the streets, hence Antifa and BLM, will intensify their violence by burning, looting, and murdering even more than what we've seen to this point. That's already a movement that seeks to lay siege of the White House. And then he goes on and he says, how is it all going to end? And then he points out that in the end, he believes Trump will end up be, uh, being uh, claimed the victor, it, although he says it's going to be very rough getting there. So I look at this and I I can say I can pretty much agree with the predictions. The first prediction, will Trump win in a landslide? I don't know about that one, but I can see all of the rest of the turmoil uh, just uh, just boiling over. Listen, I, I'm concerned about everything I see. I don't think that things are going to get better in the sense of, uh, look, all of this is just going to go away as far as the economy ha- goes. We're just going to have this V-shaped recovery, and it's going to be kumbaya for the, for the entire world. I don't see it going that way. Uh, What I see taking place is a march towards the Agenda 2020, where these draconian things are just going to continue to get tighter and tighter. We might get some relief here, and we might get some relief there, but there's going to be anarchists. There's going to be chaos that's going to continue to uh, uh, just uh, expose itself here in America. And uh, folks, we need to be ready, and uh, you need to be prepared, because ultimately, all of these things that are taking place, even as the... The quotes from the first book I read to you are saying, listen, you got to destroy the foundations. You got to destroy the concept of God. We've seen it happen in the schools for years. We've seen what universities have done. We hear what the media is doing. But we also know that all of this is giving way to this end time government of Revelation chapter 13, where men are going to attempt to bring about their utopian world in a world without God. Hence, Bill Gates and all of the things that he wants to do and all of the other stuff that we are hearing. This is what we can remember and what we need to remember. Listen, we live in the best of times and the worst of times, but we know how it ends, don't we? Listen, God wins. And keep this in mind. My hope is built, if you're in Christ, on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. And guess what? 
all of the events that we are watching, no matter how discouraging and disheartening and depressing, uh, depressing and uh, how much anxiety and how much fear is created, listen, all of these things that we watch are pointing to the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your head turned up. As Jesus said, when you see these things begin to take place, look up for your redemption draws near. Hey, listen, one final thing. This Sunday, October whatever it is, October 18th, October 18th, this Sunday, I'm going to be speaking on Sunday at 4 o'clock on Daniel chapter 10, and I'm going to be connecting a whole lot of things. I don't have any guests with me this week. It's just me and you. I hope that you'll join me live 4 o'clock this Sunday for that. Listen, in the meantime, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Until, until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.